0: It's the easiest way to make a podcast.
1: Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's really easy to use, you guys. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchored.fm to get started today.
2: We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We've got a win to win. It's simple, simple,
3: simple for us.
0: The first team ever in the seventy-four-year history of the NBA to come back from being down three-one twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one. Into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray.
1: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast on the Denver Stiffs Network. We're actually going to get officially on the Denver Stiffs RSN this week so hopefully this goes out to a lot more of you guys and reaches more people because we actually have a really special episode for you. The first time in Chicken Nuggets history we've had that we've had all the chicks in the room at the same time so it's pretty cool I'm really excited personally so we actually have Kendra Andrews from The Athletic joining us what's up Kendra? Hi. Yes and Kendra's done a lot of episodes with me so you guys know her pretty well (laughs) and then we have Riley who's our new um, social media intern at the Denver Stiffs what's up Riley?
3: Hey (laughs) y'all. That
1: was perfect that you used y'all did you notice I used y'all in your first episode with me in the title of
3: it? I saw that. I was it fit perfect.
1: Yes. And then our special guest, Miss Katie Wingy joining us. I'm so excited that we're all together, Katie.
2: I'm so excited too. Thanks for having me on. I also, y'all is no longer just a Southern thing. I'm from Minnesota, <laughs> literally as North as you can get. And
1: I say y'all all the time. Oh shoot. So.
2: I like to hear it. Claiming that now.
1: <laughs> nice. I didn't realize that. Okay. Okay. I don't really have people in Colorado that say y'all. How many people do? Yeah, in Colorado.
4: I feel like you have to get out of Denver to hear people say y'all. Maybe more in like the probably, probably more rural parts of <laughs> Colorado, maybe. Probably.
2: I hear people use it pretty often.
3: It just makes more sense. Like instead of you guys, like that sounds weird. Like you guys, <laughs> what? Are you, I'm not a guy. Like what? I'm, it's y'all. <laughs>
4: I have a quick grammar question on y'all if so I'm I'm down for y'all you all if i am i am down for you all you all you all if someone says all y'all isn't that all of you all which is just repetitive like I, I thought <laughs> we're getting of, real a, real i obviously thought put a lot of thought into this but <laughs> anyway. I
1: don't know all yeah terrible like grammar
2: <laughs> all y'all is, I've
3: barely, I've never heard right. that, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've heard, heard, it. I've heard it either. So if someone's yeah. using that, it's somebody trying to be uh, cool news use y'all, but they don't know how to use it, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows?
1: Well, we wanted to start out today's episode. Um, I mean, most of the focus of the episode is gonna be reviewing the city jerseys. Like I hyped up all week, we're gonna talk about the city jerseys. Um, but we wanna start off because we got some actually big news um, the Nuggets extend Monte Morris. Katie, can you tell us, like, what's up with that? I was kind of shocked, <laughs> to be honest. Um Yeah,
2: I actually, like, I didn't hear anything coming down the line with this, but I guess I wasn't super surprised this was going to happen. I think that there was, like, a pretty wide window of time. They could have, like, waited until in season to make this happen, Um but – I mean, Monte's a guy, he's like the spokesperson for the Nuggets when it comes to the Players Association. You hear nothing but good things about him in terms of leadership and his voice both on and off the court. And so I think in terms of keeping the Nuggets culture where it is, especially with seven new guys jumping into the mix, I think that Monte's a a key piece for Denver, especially the way that he runs that second unit. I, I think they saw the value in him and I'm, I'm super happy for him and he deserves it, honestly. He deserves that type of extension and that type of money, according to Wosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Like, as far as culture goes, he's a big part. I just thought it was interesting because of all the point guards and guards that they seem to have. And I know they keep saying, we're moving away from positions and stuff, but I don't know. What do you think, Kendra?
4: I think uh, that was definitely... My my second thought to the news, I think my first one was kind of similar to Katie. but it's not surprising that they wanted to bring him back. He is huge for the culture. Most of the new players that we've spoken to during media week this week have said that they have had some sort of interaction with Monte. He's brought them under their wing in some sort of way. But I mean, yeah, they obviously brought in uh, Facundo Campazzo this year and um, RJ Hampton. And so... I'm interested to see, do they end up, are they comfortable playing Compazzo and Monte on the floor together, even though they're both definitely two smaller guys? Um, Will one of them be playing more shooting guard? What is that going to look like? I think that they're going to have some fun with the lineups. That's for sure. (laughs) It's going to result in some fun basketball with all, all the talented point guards that they have. I honestly think second unit
2: too, we're going to see Jamal Murray playing off the ball a lot, yeah. a lot. And we already saw that alongside Monte, but like Compazzo, the way that he passes and gets guys involved, that wouldn't surprise me. And even RJ Hampton, I feel like RJ can play more shooting guard too. Um, but that's like the same way Will Barton is like when Will's on the floor, sometimes he plays the one even though he's the two or the three. So it is becoming much more positionless. Uh, and and Monte, I feel like is so much more than just his position for this team that it's like, OK, this makes sense. He's a piece that that needs to stick around.
1: Yeah. But this size issue, I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of real. Now they got Camposo He's small, too. <laughs> Monte's not the tallest guy, and I think one of the biggest things that we saw in the playoffs was that they couldn't size up with the Lakers, and the Lakers are in their way.
4: I don't think that the, the the size matchup with the Lakers came down to the guards. I think that was more of a front court issue. And I mean, a lot of teams are going to have trouble matching up with Anthony Davis, LeBron James. When Dwight Howard was there, when Javale McGee was there, it's, they just have this endless rotation of huge dudes especially in the paint I so I think I, I mean of course having tall guards is gonna be an advantage because there's a lot of long wings and long guards around the league but I think with the Lakers matchup it's more of a front court mm-hmm. size yeah. issue than a than a back court.
2: yeah I think to you have to think about it in terms of like I feel like so often we thought about how are the Nuggets going to match up against other teams, but the Nuggets need to play in a way that other teams are thinking, how do we match up against the Nuggets? So Coach Malone has already talked about this a little bit, like they have to shoot more threes, they have to hit more threes uh, and be able to knock down those open shots because then size isn't an issue. Like you have guards that are so fast that they're driving into the paint and creating looks for each other. And you're not worried so much about the posting up situation. And then you're making shots. You can get back and get set defensively as well. I mean, it becomes much more of an issue when you have guards like Ben Simmons that are going down and posting guys up. But I just don't think that that's the norm for what's happening in the NBA. And even then, like, Jamal Murray loves to post up. So then you have him. And Jamal plays, what, like 40 minutes a game. Yeah. (laughs) So Jamal will be on the court. It's just, like, who alongside him and how do they dictate the pace, and how do they play alongside, you know, how do you play basically two point guards at once, and then you count Jokic, so it's, like, three point guards at once.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of point guards. This whole team is point guards, basically, <laughs> or we'll bowl on the floor. Everyone else is point guards, but that's cool. I mean, I agree. I think Monte deserved it. I think, like, he is a really big part of the culture piece, which I feel like no one ever talks about, like, no one talks about how big that piece is, and um, Monte's definitely the guy you hear most involved in like newcomers and who's, who's being, re- been reaching out to them and stuff. So I'm happy for him too. I think it's, it's probably smart. I was wondering what was going to happen because it was kind of like, you know, when were they going to extend him more of, were they going to or not? So I'm glad that he gets to stay as a nugget for a little while longer. And all those people who thought he was leaving and that, they, that the nuggets were going to hop off of him. <laughs> We told you that they weren't like they love Monte. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, the the one other thing too, Jenna, is like, who knows
2: if there's going to be a G League or not this year? So you Good think point. about too, like what because RJ Hampton and probably Faku would both be playing down. In, I don't know if if Composo could, but for sure RJ Hampton would mm-hmm. be playing in the G League and getting reps down there and I mean then you're thinking two three years you're trying to develop those guys and Composso is going to take a little bit I think to adjust to the NBA game get some very real experience and minutes Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might be thinking that he's just going to like get thrown in right away and I guess I don't necessarily foresee that happening like how many minutes he gets is so up in the air in my opinion Mm -hmm. um but like a guy like RJ Hampton is going to take a couple years to develop and Monte is so solid that like you want that for three years, like you want, it, or two years, and then you trade him or whatever that might
1: be. Yeah, well, and that's interesting you say that about Composo because I think people are assuming that he's going to get in the game right away because he has been really vocal, like with Madrid and stuff and his playing time there. Like being on the bench, he was not about it. He was like, "When are you going to get me back in the game?" He's kind of like, I mean, he's like Will Barton in the sense that if we asked him, "Do you think you're going to start?" I would probably be like, "Yeah, I should be starting. I'm starter because he really does, you know."
2: I, mean, I don't know if he would say that I mean I in Europe would... He would say that yeah in Europe, in Europe for Europe, sure yeah. I yeah. right I think so. he has pretty low like not low expectations of course he wants to be the best he can be but I I would say that he's like
1: whatever the team needs yeah which is very nug, nug culture for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to teach Riley about nug life and nug culture <laughs> I've been trying to tell her about some Nug Life things she might see on, on the internet, like on Twitter and stuff, you know, people automatically getting depressed, like, in the first quarter if we go down, <laughs> things like that, <laughs> even though we have Jokic on the floor, come on, come on, guys, so, um, well, the other thing I was, I wanted to ask you guys about before we get into ranking the jerseys was, did, you guys saw that Kyrie chose not to speak to media, right, mm-hmm. um, just wondering, you know, as as people who have been interviewing in college for you know Riley and everybody else here, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's um, appropriate, the right of the player, or or do you think that he's probably going to be forced to talk anyways? Do you want me to go? I'll go. <laughs> I I'm like, does anybody have any strong? Nobody confidence? wants I know. We don't have to talk about. It.
2: Um, no. I mean, look. No one wants to talk to the media, like, especially in this day and age, you just, you don't, it's not what it used to be. Like every player has social media. Every player has their own like agent. Every player sometimes has their own brand and their own avenue to tell their story. They don't need the media to tell their story anymore. And so I'm not like, especially with it being Kyrie and I don't blame him. Honestly, his words get misconstrued all the time. Like people are constantly out to question him Um, So I guess I like if any player was going to say that and do that, I wasn't super surprised that it was Kyrie. But on that note, I do think it's part of your job as a professional athlete to interact, answer questions, that sort of thing in a somewhat personable way. Um, But I, I mean, I just like when I played in college, that was you were required to whether it was a terrible loss or an awesome win. You had to go and just kind of suck it up and answer whatever questions they had, and that was just part of what you did. It was just an under, it was an expectation. Yeah. And so, I, like, I didn't ever think there was another option, really. Um, and I don't think very many people thought there was another option either. So, um, I I thought that him releasing the statement that he did, saying like I'm gonna let my work on the court, speak for itself. I just am kind of like, well, you need to ex- like do some explaining, especially when you play for the Nets and you're one of the, you know, you're in New York. Sorry, sir. <laughs> like the media, you, you are news all the time, every single day. Yeah. So people want to know, and that's kind of the bottom line for me is like, this is for the fans who are the reason that you're paid as much as you're paid. Like they want to know your story. So however way you get it out there, I guess, you, you got to figure that out but and he, like he's got to do his yes network stuff um I would think and, and answer those questions but it's it's interesting I don't I don't know like money talks right and so like broadcast deals people like fans that are buying tickets typically to get into arenas um they read the stories that the media is writing, and the the coverage that they're getting, they consume that, and so you kind of think that you you just kind of have to change your perspective a little bit and say, "I'm doing this for the fans," you know?
1: Yeah, well, and I only ask because you know we saw Jamal kind of do his little, I don't want to talk to the media thing the other day a little bit, not so much, but sometimes he he doesn't want to talk to the media, and he'll just. I just don't know if it's better to do what he does, which is just go and sit there and not really answer any questions and turn them onto you know, the people who ask them, or to do what Kyrie does. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. What's, what's better, go and say nothing? or yeah.
4: I mean, I don't think there is like a right or like a better right. I think from a, from a journalist's point of view, it can be re- really hard sometimes because as they are there to do their job as basketball players, we're trying to be there as uh, to do our jobs as journalists. And so I, you know, I definitely agree with Katie's point of Kyrie's words have maybe been misconstrued, taken out of context, put out there in a way that maybe he didn't intend them to be put out there or or taken or interpreted. Um, But it, and it is a, a hard balance. I think, you know, when it comes to turning questions back onto a journalist, that's also can be tough sometimes because we do want your perspective. We're asking because we don't, we don't want to make an assumption of what you need to do to be better. What the, the mindset is in the locker room We're we, we want to be able to report the truth and Mm -hmm. what, and so, it, it, it's 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 tricky. <laughs> I don't think there is a right way to to handle it and everyone, you know, it's different personalities do it differently.
3: Yeah.
1: Riley, what do you think?
3: Uh I mean, the first thing that popped in my head when I heard the news that he didn't want to talk to the media is um did someone advise him not to talk to the media because of all the stuff that's come out like the past few years, like, I saw it from a fan perspective, but some of the stuff coming out of his mouth, now he's labeled as the cancer of a locker room mm. and um, just a bunch of other crazy stuff. But maybe it's just gone to the point that, I don't know, he'd rather be fine than getting another crazy idea out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to see what they actually ask him to do because I do think eventually – it'll just be come down to contracts and he'll have to have to talk, Well
2: but I also yeah I want to go back and say that again it's New York like remember when Jokic like kind of went on his little media hiatus I think it was 2 years ago maybe and he he spoke to the media but he just gave one word answers or said like I don't want to talk about that right now and like Denver is a very small media market in New York I don't think that writers Will be okay with that. Our media in general will be okay with that. Like they have deadlines, they have stories they need to be telling. There's a reason that there are like writers' associations and different associations that like fight for rules like this. So, I'm really interested to see how just like the city of New York handles it versus like someone in a a smaller market or even like someone of less prominence. I know that there are people like there are players on teams that don't want to do media all the time, right? And they can do that but you're not a superstar like Kyrie where people genuinely want to hear your thoughts they want to know what you have to say and that's kind of a responsibility that comes with being an athlete too of like you have a platform that either you need to explain why you're doing what you're doing as a basketball player because people are paying money to come to your games and do these things or take it a step further like so many athletes have and been like okay I'm gonna use my platform for something else especially right now with everything that's going on in the world
1: yeah yeah great points guys um hopefully it doesn't happen to us like hopefully it's not no 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 it won't
3: be yeah
1: We should get into the best part of the entire show, which is going to be the grading of the new city jerseys. Obviously, I um, had to have the most stylish people in ball arena. I call it testicle <laughs> arena, you guys, because ball arena. Are you kidding me? Come on, come on. I mean, I get it, and come on. I. It's always going to be Pepsi Center in my head a little bit. You know, it's hard to change, but we are the most stylish people in Pepsi Center. Um, <laughs> And I know Katie has good style because sometimes we pick the same thing from the one runway. <laughs> that's true. That <laughs> is true. And I have had to literally like coordinate, make sure we haven't picked the same thing sometimes because we have. A lot of <laughs> out. So um, yes, that's why you've been chosen and selected to participate in today's rankings, ladies. Um, and I would have picked. I would have included a man in this show if I had thought there were. You know what most stylish man at pepsi center um eric who writes for the nuggets what's his last name
2: i can't pronounce it spirulose yeah, yes yes s- i just i just disrespected him but yes eric s yes, who, who does
4: tur- yes. turtleneck tuesdays or something it's like that right he was trying to get paul milsap on in it yep. with him and i remember it's, that it's a good duo when they both wore their turtlenecks yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, Paul Millsap rocks a turtleneck pretty well. I, it's probably between him and, and Will Barton if we're really talking who rocks the best turtleneck because with the blazer over it, you know, Will does that look too. Will does all the looks, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Riley, you'll get you'll know that soon enough. Um, yeah, Will Barton is very stylish and takes a lot of Stylish time. man.
3: Like it. Okay.
1: Katie gets a lot of interviews with him about his <laughs>
2: Somehow. I do. This the Nuggets team is becoming more and more fashionable, you guys. And I also I just like I don't know if it will stay that way until we get fans back in the arena because right. in the bu- like obviously there was no reason to dress up in the bubble, but now you're traveling to different arenas and people are getting different shots and if you're on national T V you dress up more because more people yeah. will see it. So I mean like Michael Porter Junior has showed out in a couple outfits. I, was I would in, say I was RJ say- Hampton too is like pretty uh, like self proclaimed fashionista or fashionisto <laughs> um, also, so we'll I see
1: what he brings best TikTok NBA TikToker RJ Hampton self yep. So yep I
4: want to see Michael Porter's uh, Puma tracksuit collection I feel yes. like he I second that he has the best this tracksuit collection in general and of course they're all by Puma but I've seen him wear some very you know, limited edition, unique sweatsuits that I wouldn't have thought of to put that design on there, but it, it works for him.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think they've gotten way more stylish with the additions in the off season this year. If that was how we were ranking this team,
2: <laughs> we'll see i mean i feel like like obviously will has always been that way but gary's grown into it too like as they've gotten older i think they've just kind of figured out who they are a little bit more yeah and that's like shown through their style it's been cool i, th-
1: I think will has,
2: has shoes? shoes yeah and a logo so we'll, we'll get into that late like we'll get into that in later media sessions
1: but yeah <laughs> stepping yeah. up his game that was that was really interesting. Nicola pretty much never cares about what he's wearing, Riley, like in the past. And now all of a sudden he has a shoe brand. Like, what is this? It's incredible. So um, let's start with your number one favorite jersey out of the list. Um, Riley, why don't you go first? Your number one favorite.
3: Well, I think by far. My number far, one wow. favorite is going to be the Miami Heat because they by far have the most swag in the coolest colors. So I'm going to go with theirs as my number one.
1: Okay. Kendra, what
4: about you? Who are you going with? I have, I have a couple choices. I've realized. You can't do that. You have to pick one. I'm looking four us at all and we of them. Have to pick one. I know I'm looking at all of them trying to decide and I realize I like the simple ones, but not so simple where it looks like a, uh, practice jersey but not ones with like the crazy you know designs and stuff like that. I think I'm really
3: I'm
4: I'm feeling Memphis a bit. I really like black uniforms. I like the teal and I like that the little details that they have down the sides and I also think that their shorts have some cool designs uh, that they're like
2: the Memphis jerseys are like in honor of a musician, aren't they? Yeah, and it's, I was
4: about to say, it ties back to some of the, like, a musician from Memphis or and goes into the music culture there. So yeah. I like that it has some meaning to it. Plus, I think it looks good. It'll look good on everyone, you know. <laughs> so.
1: I like, yes. You like who, Jenna? I said I like the Memphis one, too. It wasn't my number one, oh. but it was definitely okay. up there. I like it <laughs> oh. What's your number one? My number one for the 2021 season, I am going to have to go with, uh, I got to say Orlando. I don't know if it's because it's a baseball-looking jersey a little bit for me, and I kind of like the baseball look, but I really like the pinstripes that they went with. It's like a simple, but it's got the stripes. I don't know. I really like Orlando's this year.
2: Wow! I would have never, yeah. <laughs> never.
0: <laughs> Bleacher,
2: like I had to, I had to just like look at the jerseys. No one, I feel
4: like, even.
1: what is theirs? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. What color is it? It's white, it's like white pink stripes. Oh, it's right there. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I don't know. It feels like simple but
2: cool. Okay, give me the other categories we're going to get into here before I pick my top because
1: I want to like <laughs> strategically <laughs> strategically place yours. Okay. Uh huh. We also are going to do – this is our MVP category. We're going to do one that you think is overrated and one that you think is underrated, one that you think has too much sauce, um, one that you think is best all around, so best in show. Um, What's
4: the difference between best all around and my favorite an MVP. and MVP? Yes, I
1: agree. I okay. agree. That's a great question. Because best all around might not be like your favorite one, but it might be the most like centric, I guess. The one that you think okay. is least like not so crazy and not so okay. simple. Okay. One that you think everyone would like. Kind of a design that you think best all around. Yeah. Okay. And then you got um, the one that you wish the nuggets had kind of followed a similar pattern to. So that's the I wish we were them award. And then we have a comeback award if you can remember one from last year that you didn't like that you like this year mm-hmm. and of course the most boring. <laughs> okay. Or the
2: worst. Um Don't okay worry. so I really love like I love I first and foremost I love the Nuggets jersey. I really do. I did not think that I would. I kind of knew what the idea was behind it and then once I saw it I was like I'm totally game for this. I like the red But I'm a sucker for jerseys with stories behind them. Like, I love when people put thought, especially into a city jersey, like, I want to know something special about the city that you're repping.
1: So do you know the story behind the Nuggets one?
2: Yeah. So it's like the flat iron red is essentially what it is. They wanted to work in the mountains and Mm. skyline being sunset, sunrise, that sort of thing. That's why they went with the reddish orange look. And then the red is like flat iron red to work in the flat iron mountains, which like, I love the mountains. I loved hearing that. Um, I also like, I guess my MVP and this like hurts me <laughs> in my core Uh-oh. is Phillies because Philadelphia's, they have like, their uh, a very iconic Philly skyline. It's like the houses of Philadelphia worked in there. I'm with Kendra. I freaking love black uniforms. Like I love all black. I think it's so intimidating and together and awesome. And when they, when they posted like the pictures of it originally, and it was the guys in the uniform with the actual skyline that's on the uniform behind them, I was like, you might have just won. You might have just won. (laughs) It and is- oh the, i hate that it's philly like mm, but it is what it is would you buy it yeah i think i would but i would all, like i want to buy oh. the nuggets one like i want the nuggets one well,
1: So that makes sense to buy i <laughs>
2: yeah um and i'm much more of a player like i want to buy the jersey of a player that i like versus a city yeah. or the, just like the jersey look that i like if that makes sense yeah um I'm with Riley though like I'm a huge fan of Miami's I've loved that color wave since they put it out like the neon look mm-hmm. I think that it's awesome um I'm like I said Kendra I'm a sucker for stories so the Memphis one has so much culture and history in it that I totally agree with that too um Orlando's I'm like eh. I know I know so, but you're a baseball gal so it, it makes sense a little
1: bit yeah and you know what? The real issue was that I picked Memphis and Kendra already said it before. Ah. So I had to go with Memphis. My- <laughs> I could have picked okay, a fair one. But Memphis- I,
2: so my my close second was like the Phoenix Suns because really? there's not a lot you can do with like the Suns and Phoenix. Like what are you going to do? Put a cactus on your jersey? Like no. <laughs> I also, so I thought that they handled like, it well. Like it's yeah. cool for what they had to work with.
4: It's yeah. very it's very different too because usually it's it's like either a word or a graphic but you don't really see word and graphic in one jersey or it's kind of like what Utah did with their kind of sunsetty type thing or what the Nuggets did with their sunset it's not actually just like here's a picture of the sunset with the silhouette yeah and the valley base so it's very it's very different and bold
1: yeah I like it. I I definitely like the Suns. When I saw theirs come out, I was like, ooh, I really like that one, too. So, colors, and the black, the fact that they're, I agree, and I can't believe I I still have to, like, repent for my terrible take last year about the black Skyline jerseys. It was a terrible take. I regret it. So, sorry. (laughs) All of Nuggets Nation really, like, hated me for that take. (laughs) I was really the only person who thought that, and then I saw them, and I was like, okay, actually, they're pretty great. But so that's kind of how I feel about these Denver ones. I'm like, I'm not really thrilled. I feel like they look too much like the Utah ones from last year, but it could happen that I see them in person and they're better because that happened to me with the black ones. Can I
4: say, I remember (laughs) like literally last season, I forget if it was you, I feel like it was multiple people. It was you, it was Adamaris. Like multiple people noticed that the Nuggets were starting to incorporate more red in their advertisement in their well it's uh, part of their
2: logo now it's, like it's, it's part of their secondary logo yeah. yes
4: and so in those screens that lead from the locker room to the court in the tunnels of pepsi center and they have the all the players and stuff we noticed that they were doing more red backgrounds and everyone's like oh they're gonna incorporate so much more red next year and that was my first thought when i saw this year's jersey. I was like there's the, like we knew there it, it is
1: the yeah <laughs> All right. So next category. Let's go with the too much sauce category. Which one has too much sauce? For me, that's Miami. I think it looks like a bro tank. It's, it's like, I love the color combination. I love their jerseys last year, but it, like t- for some reason it looks like a tank top to me. It doesn't look like a jersey. So I get
2: the bro tank. I get yes. that totally. Now that you said that, I'm like, Oh, it does.
1: I think,
4: <laughs> I, like yeah, I, think I liked them better last year too. Cause last year it was the- again it was black and it had but it still had the neon like piping and the neon lettering so yeah. I, I I think I agree with you it's a little too like bubblegum for me I, I kind of liked the black then
1: with the yeah. neon it really popped yeah any other takers for the too much sauce award
2: So I'm thinking of this in my head. We have a segment that we do on Altitude's pregame show called playing hard, but you're hurting us. Like where (laughs) someone just tries way too hard and Mm -hmm. it ends up doing something that's like detrimental to the team. And a lot of people really love Brooklyns. Mm. But to me, it looks like that chalkboard font that everybody was obsessed with in elementary school, <laughs> but like now there's just no place for it. Like you just don't know. It's actually an Instagram story font now, I'm pretty sure, but you're still like, can I use this? This is a weird, what message am I sending here? Um, but like it, it's too cool for me. Like I'm not cool enough. Like yeah. I'm like the guy from School of Rock. I'm not cool enough to wear a Brooklyn Nets jersey. It just is not it's too much swagger for me
1: yeah i love that um reference i'm not cool enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i also like i'm looking at like portlands and there has to be a story behind it but i just am ignorant it, and i don't know it is it brown it's brown. it's brown, it's, brown. I don't, mm, mm. it's about the trails it's that the trails woods. Mm, yeah. well, do Duke- <laughs> oh, i guess you can't do green this not for me it's i've mean, grew- done green like, like the- a, a forest green.
1: Yeah, or forest green. Yeah. I don't know. Riley, which one do you think is too much sauce? You don't like. You don't like all the stuff that they put on it.
3: Um, I'm gonna say San Antonio. Really? I just, I just don't understand it. Like at all. I'm like, what? What is that? That has nothing to do with San. I don't know. I don't like the colors. I don't like it at all. I think it was too much. They tried too hard. It looked like
1: okay but first it's like
3: San Antonio is like known as being like boring so like all right we're just gonna slap these colors on here and we're gonna fit in with the rest of them
1: background knowledge for everyone Riley have you been to Texas before
3: I haven't I I can't say I have (laughs) yeah
1: this is like the first time she's been this far east or west so some of the things like you know if you're on the way east coast we found in our discussions that you don't know about everything that's going on out here on the west side. Of,
3: yeah, of it's world. definitely different. Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> so those are like the San Antonio Fiesta colors, and they did like some promo shirt in the playoffs two years ago. That was pretty cool, or something. Yeah, it was two years ago. They've I- been
2: working. Wow. They've been working in those co- that color wave for since like the city edition jerseys became a thing. Um, like when the Nuggets played San Antonio in the playoffs, like the arena was, had those colors built into it. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I didn't really, I don't really know the story behind it either. I think that one's overhyped personally. I don't know if that's a category that we're talking about, but that, that one is like a lot of people's favorites. And I'm like, eh, just has three colors on
1: it. Yeah. We can go into that category, um, okay. overhyped. So the, you got San Antonio underhyped, Katie. Why don't you give us your underhyped, too? <sighs> Bleacher Report, so you know, Bleacher Report has Oklahoma City <laughs> as th- last place, worst okay. of all of them. And then it's followed by, let me give you their bottom rankings
2: so i think san antonio's is overhyped so i'm trying to think of one that people haven't been giving enough credit
1: yeah one that you think it like should get more credit um yeah yeah oklahoma city was 30 29 was the wizards on bleacher report and then 28th place was the knicks followed by the Pistons.
4: can i then i I was gonna say the knicks and the pistons have the same uniform in different colors yep that's (laughs) true like That's I'm just true. looking at it now and I'm
2: just well like, and the the Pistons looks like the Nuggets I know was, we cover yeah. the Nuggets so like we're more prone to think that but it definitely has some I see My it. Life City vibes yeah I don't
1: yeah.
2: I don't have one I think that everybody all the jerseys that have been getting recognition deserve it unless they're too hyped I don't have one that I'm like that that one deserves more credit like oh. meh
3: I do enjoy, I have, I do
4: enjoy Charlotte's. I haven't heard, I'm not, it's not like amazing. I'm not going to be like, well, wow, that's like the best thing ever, but I, I enjoy it and I don't feel like there's a ton of hype, but I, yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of them are quite simple and plain. Yes. I agree with that. So like I, I'm looking at them, it's like, okay, the Lakers, the magic sorry jenna like dc (laughs) who is i've seen people like like, loving
2: the lakers loving the lakers and i I think it's because it's a throwback i think they're like the minneapolis lakers or there's something related to that at least i should know this being a minnesota girl but i think (laughs) that there's something there um yeah the so yeah very simple they're all boring yeah, like you know what? Maybe the underrated run. Sorry to interrupt. That was rude. It, but no. maybe the underrated run is the Pelicans. Like, the New Orleans one is cool, and again, I like the thought that went into it. But like, it's just there on the page.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, a lot. Like, of maybe the, it deserves more credit. A lot of the white ones, I f- and maybe that's why I like black jerseys more. I feel like they just add <laughs> yeah. a little something. But all of the white ones to me look like a practice penny or something like that. Yeah, like they they just don't look. It looks like they kind of just like slapped it on and said, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do for this year's." Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, the Boston one that just says "Boston Celtics" <laughs> on the front, the like, the Celtics, like no it's Celtics, yeah. but like
1: <laughs> it's so boring. It's the not Celtics different don't different. mess
4: with
2: <laughs> they don't mess with tradition in Boston. <laughs> like if I've learned one thing, that is like they are true and steady don't mess with out. their Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is what it is. I have um, a couple questions slash strong takes here. Okay. Let's, I don't know what category they fall into, but I'm just gonna take it away for a quick second. Oh Number one, Minnesota's having the North star. I like really loved that idea, you guys. Like I was like, wow, they could run with this. I didn't the even Jersey know- is so lame. Like, the North Stars used to be the hockey club in Minnesota, and they could have done, like, some sweet hockey-like jersey or, like, giant star, like, across the thing with Minnesota on it. Plus, they're, like, they used the Prince ones last year, so, like, how do you answer that? Yeah. Um, but I just wanted more there. I really did. Like, I just was like, if you're going to go North Star, like, commit to That's North funny. Star. Maybe their accessories will be cool because they get to use that green. Number 2, why is Milwaukee's blue? Does anybody know that? Milwaukee, no. like Milwaukee has me like shook looking at this being like I I don't understand I don't understand. That's I don't why know why this is happening. That's
4: why it's important to stay in the color family or yes. as the Nuggets and San Antonio have done introduce it over time. So there's a continuity. A to it. I agree. Yes. Yes. Great point.
2: And then Kendra, this is gonna get you going. Uh How do you feel about Golden States? Because I'm ticked and I'm not even from there. And I'm like, how are you gonna do Oakland like that? I you know leave the city. You leave you literally you you abandon that fan base. Well not really, but kind of.
4: And there's more drama to that too, because I don't know if you guys saw, but after the jerseys came out like a day later or something like that. And I'm a fan of the Warriors ownership. I think that they've done a good job over the years, but I guess there was something about how much money they owed for something with Oracle. And they were trying to get, they were trying to like cheap out on paying for something in Oracle that they didn't want to pay for. And that really pissed a lot of, as you said, Katie, Oakland people off. Cause it's like, you could have, built another arena in Oakland at Jack London Square at plenty of other locations, but you didn't, you went to San Francisco. And as much as the Bay Area is one, there's definitely some, you know, territorial battles going on, especially with the Warriors. I I like the sentiment of the jersey, the throwback of the We Believe Warriors, because that was like before Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, that was like the the Warriors team, which is really sad because they were so bad, but it was like the yeah. most fun time. Like, oh my gosh, that yep. was like the most fun I've ever had at a basketball game. Yeah. But yeah, just because they moved to San Francisco, because of some of the drama that ensued after with money stuff, it is it's kind of like okay little a little hurt if you if you really want to hear something you should talk to my parents they will talk (laughs) about it they were so unhappy
1: (laughs) they were unhappy with the jersey
4: no they were unhappy with the move and so then I think my dad loves the jersey but I think they're still kind of like well you can't play both sides like you left slap in the face like it's slap slap in the the face face. exactly Exactly. (laughs) but so it's it's I like the look of them, but I, I do miss them being in Oakland because that yeah. brought so much to Oakland. I'm from Oakland in case the listeners could not figure that out from that entire thing. <laughs> yes. I figured
1: out why they're blue. The Bucks jerseys oh. are going to be blue to represent the roots of the city, Katie. How could you not know? On the <laughs> coast of Lake Michigan, it represents the three rivers that run through Milwaukee at... As well as the depths of the lake. That's absurd. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no one We're thinks of Milwaukee really hard thinks <laughs> of
2: Yeah, that is a huge reach.
3: <laughs> no way.
4: Can I say They just doesn't... wanted
3: blue. That's what they yeah. wanted. So they yeah. tried to find something.
4: <laughs> Someone is probably driving along or like the lake, you guys. That's it. Can I say, we also haven't talked about Indiana's jersey and I'm a fan of the Pacers because it's kind of it's a throwback jersey too, but I think it's a more obvious throwback than the Lakers. Yeah. So I enjoy I agree. that. I like that one too. And it has your pinstripes, Jenna.
1: Yeah, I liked the Indiana one. I thought I actually it was like I like Indiana, Charlotte, and Orlando all because of the pin stripes. Mm. I think they all are better than some of the other ones. Minnesota is like the only one that's black and simple, kind of. Yep, and it's Sacramento. I was just looking at Sacramento's. I Sac- don't love theirs. You don't like it. Mm. What? <laughs> it's, kind of... don't. it's all right. It's, not, it's kind know. of middle of the pack.
4: Yeah, it's not, I like the blue and the purple and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the piping.
1: Yeah. What about um, your, I wish the Nuggets had followed Mm. this style. I wish we were them. Hmm. Riley, come on. I bet you got some hot Mm. tickets take over like Katie did.
3: (laughs) I'm going to say I wish the Nuggets were either Charlotte or houston because they kind of went bold and i feel like you said this before but i just swear the denver jersey was utah's last year like it just (laughs) looks so similar i swear i saw it and then they're like ah we're gonna use that next year and i don't know i just no matter what i can't see the reg yet and charlotte's is just swag and i'm like by Charlotte and like I would never get Charlotte Hornet here because that's embarrassing but that <laughs> right that, that looks good like they deserve a lot of credit <laughs> that's swaggy like Denver needs to add some swag I feel like
1: yeah we've just done the skyline so long now that I'm kind of like I got, I hope next year we don't do a skyline one you know we had three good let s- me
2: explain let me explain As someone who is debriefed on this, often. (laughs) The City Edition jerseys were a three-year installment, you guys. Uh, So the NBA planned them. These jerseys have been planned for quite some time. Yes, like, they evolved, and so there was time to kind of build off of each one in between. But, like, when you think about when a jersey goes into production, it is at least a year, like, at least a season before. Yeah. And so I think... And of course I'm going to defend the nuggets because you guys know me, but like, of course you hit him with the white and then you hit him with the black. And realistically, like if we could, we probably would just wear the black ones again because the black ones were so great, Right. but it's a three part Jersey release. And so how do you somehow spin off the third one to keep the skyline, which is what everybody wants and everybody loves, but also make it somewhat related to Denver and Colorado so with all of those details in mind I think that they did the best they could with what was did. at hand
4: yeah. I think they did good and if you what, like I kind of when you said that it kind of made me think it's like kind of chronologically sound like home whites the first yes. year then you have like your away darks and then you have your alternate yeah uniform. and they couldn't have done blue because they already had the mile high city why not? Blue jerseys. Because say it louder for the people higher. in the back, please. Because you wouldn't make enough. Money. Like you also have to think about money and how they're <laughs> trying to sell jerseys. If I already have a blue Mile High City jersey, and I'm a kid, let's say, and they come out with the blue Rainbow Skyline, and I go, "Mom, Dad, I want this." They're gonna be like, "We just bought you that last year," and you are gonna be like, "No, you didn't." They're gonna be like, no, "You're not gonna have two hundred percent." So I think like you have to make it different enough so that jersey heads I don't know if that's a thing but people who like to collect jerseys are gonna want to like have a bunch of different jerseys yeah
1: well I was just thinking they could do like blue like like the sky and they could have incorporated the orange and the yellow for like our sunsets and then you would have had a little bit of like tie into the Broncos even or you could have done purple into there and that would have had tie into the Rockies I don't know I I I don't know. You know me. I'm. I always hate everything they do. I just <laughs> purposely pick the, the devil's advocate and just say I don't like it, even though I liked. I ended up liking the black ones. I would probably buy a black one. The
4: black ones were yep. silly. I want to. They I were wanna see so good. Them, I want to see them in it because I do too. I, I think that might ch- like, like. I'm I'm not the b- the biggest fan of the red. I wasn't a huge fan of Utah's last year either, but it did grow on me. So I think once I see them in it maybe my head will like and wrap around it too, is it
1: too, because it reminds me of utah i automatically have to hate it and
4: i was thinking true. that utah's was oranger
2: and i think when i see the I nuggets ones in full uniform i'm going to think more red than orange i agree
4: i think like it, they're like, similar but yeah mm-hmm. i think like the at least the picture i'm looking at it's hard because they're like in front of an orange background so it's
1: yeah like,
4: but i will say speaking of utah because i know one of your categories was like brought it back a little bit this year. Mm -hmm. I like theirs this year because it has the black, but then it also, it still incorporates like their desert, red, yellow, orange, desert thing that they had going last year, but it's just a little bit simpler. It's Mm -hmm. not as aggressive. Um, It's a little toned down more, but I I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree, I like theirs this year. Does anybody have any, um, their worst, the one that they think is the worst
2: most boring that was the minnesota i mean i'm not gonna the minnesota one could have been better it was a letdown is what i should say
4: I it's
1: think, like
2: oh there was so much potential there
1: yeah
2: and milwaukee's i guess
4: is my
1: <laughs> the
4: river. I, have, I have multiple candidates for boring i think that new york and detroit yes is boring and I think I think Katie's point of the fact that it looks like Denver's mile high ones makes it more boring because it's like you guys just ripped off and I I don't think that the mile high city ones are that boring but for some reason these ones just strike me as boring I also think DC's is boring Mm. I don't I like the little flag thing on the side but I don't know me too you can't just slap your logo on it and call it done in my opinion (laughs) I agree.
1: Riley, you got any nominee most boring?
3: Oh. I'm gonna do a tiebreaker here between the Clippers and Portland. Portland's is just I wouldn't buy that if it was on sale for fifteen dollars. Like,
4: <laughs> come oh.
3: on, <laughs> they could have chose a better color there. Like that was like the worst color they could have chosen. And then the Clippers, like, what? Haven't we seen something like that? Last yeah. year, yeah, they just like did the same thing. They were like, Man, we lost 3 1, and uh, it was the same jersey because we got a lot of other stuff to work on. So, I don't
1: know, yeah, we don't have time to work on our jerseys right now. They're apparently the um Flippers one is um based off of Grand Theft Auto, which oh, I
3: kind of like it more than now.
1: Right? I had never played, and once I played it, I was like, Okay, I. I guess I get through the jersey more, but it is pretty similar to last year's. I would say that was probably my nominee for, like, most boring. Um, I don't know. Cleveland's is kind of the same as Brooklyn, in my mind, um, Katie, that chalkboard writing. Yeah. And... They didn't even try to do any design down the side like, they
2: just, there's there's a story to Cleveland's lettering, but I don't know it.
4: Is it every letter is that Brooklyn no isn't every letter a different type? different
1: font? I, I think, think so, so but think, it's also yeah.
4: like they, it that's a, old. it's tied to something. I agree. I don't know yes. what it is, but
1: hmm. yeah, it just seems a little boring to me. Um, I wasn't as much of a fan.
2: Like I think Cleveland fans were pleased with it, yeah, because of the story behind it. I just don't know it.
1: Yeah, I was saying before I think you hopped on, Katie. I wish that they would pick um, like a story or a neighborhood to reflect when they decide what they're going to do, and kind of try to reflect certain you know historical spots in that city, um, and have some sort of story behind each jersey. I agree, makes it like the buy in bigger. Yo. I also think yeah. Dallas is super boring. Like, it looks like a Real Madrid soccer jersey. It's the gold and the white. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. It doesn't s- scream Dallas to me. Actually, Milwaukee screams Dallas to me. <laughs>
3: yeah. It does. I see. Yeah.
1: yeah. Any final hot takes, ladies, on, on, um, Fashion because you know, all these people are going to listen to us and only buy the jerseys that we have, not
2: of course, seen. Of course,
1: the jerseys.
2: I, I will say, I like Atlanta's, Chicago's, and Toronto's are just solid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I love the MLK tie in, I love the old school Chicago tie in, and I love Toronto getting the scratch in.
1: Mm, I think that I those agree. are
2: like solid choices for a solid jersey, but that's, I feel like I've covered everything now.
1: Yeah, yeah i agree with that one that take anybody else you got a hot take kendra
4: oh uh, man
1: i think riley just shared her hot takes with us about
3: yeah these <laughs> last
1: yeah. jerseys that she mm. i
3: will say that all around if there was a jersey that i feel like everyone would be satisfied with i think it would be the philadelphia's jersey just because as a cool design Um, and it has a story with it, and I think those two together made it the best all-around jersey. Yeah,
1: well, just so you guys know, our rankings compared to Bleacher Report were really different, (laughs) in (laughs) opinion, so um, that's what you get sometimes when you get a whole group of girls together on a call and talk about fashion and sports, but as we wrap up tonight, you know, we got a big extension with Monte Morris. We got to talk about that with Katie. I'm so excited that you guys were all able to join. Any final hot takes heading into this, to this next week? Anything you think best matchup in, um, in this coming training camp? What do you think?
2: I'm just so excited to – with coach saying that two, three, and four are up for grabs in the starting spots. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see how that kind of develops and what guys he throws in there. Um, I mean, basketball is like back at very soon. Like we have preseason games coming up this week and then like we're right back at it. So it's happening very fast. And with seven new guys, I, I, I don't have any idea what the rotation is going to look like. I mean, you have like the basics, but seeing how that kind of forms and comes to fruition for Denver, that hasn't been a storyline for this team in a very long time. The story has been continuity and how do those same players take a step forward. So mixing those then will be really interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to see uh, Bull Bull on the floor. I would really like to see him at the three position. I think that could be so cool, like, to say, like, we have MPJ and, oh, he's going to – Bull Bull is going to come in and back up MPJ. Like, just would be really cool to say or to see him get to actually play, like, real, you know, big minutes. So, Heck yeah. see what he does in training camp and in this uh, upcoming preseason games. You think they take the Warriors in the first game, Kendra?
4: I I think that there's a really good chance that they do. You know, I think that yes, the Nuggets are incorporating seven new guys, but they still have their core together. The Warriors have gone through a ton this these past this past year and month with Clay Thompson's Achilles injury, and I think that Stephen Curry has only played with like three or four of the guys on their team, so. Yeah it's not going to be they're not the same guys that they were the last time that they were in the NBA finals this is a different obviously a different Denver Nuggets team but it's their core is still there so I think um, I think they should be good I'm excited to see what their defense looks like this year especially like with such a defensive minded coach and, and Michael Malone I think you know, he joked about scoring 130 points per game this season. And I I, I just think that it's going to be an interesting challenge for this team to find their defense elsewhere now that Jeremy and Tori are gone. And I think it's going to be a good challenge for a lot of those players who maybe didn't have to uh, work as hard on defense to now not have that, uh, that safety net with them there. So should be a fun season for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. Riley did not know <laughs> – that Coach Malone was a defensive-minded coach. and I said that to her, she was like, what? The Nuggets are all offense. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it was um, uh, interesting to get an outsider's perspective.
3: It was sh- shocking, really. It was the news of the year for me. <laughs> coach Malone, a defensive coach. I just, I still don't believe it. I'm going to have to see it, so. <laughs> you
1: just, listen to news his interviews, <laughs> trust
3: me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Riley, do you think, who do you have, the Nuggets or the Warriors in
3: that first preseason? Uh, I think it'll be a little bit ugly at first in the beginning of the game, a little bit for a while, but I do think the Nuggets, they'll pull it out. I just think um, Golden State might still be a little heartbroken trying to figure out all these new pieces, trying to get it together. I think they'll end up being fine, but for the preseason game, I'm choosing the Nuggets. For
1: sure. What about you, Katie, but I'm going to throw Port- the Portland games. Do they split or do they take both games or do they lose both?
2: You guys, I don't think it matters. Yes. <laughs> I think it's so much more about them getting like their kinks worked out and their rhythm found a little bit more. Like, honestly, I just want to know what we're going to see from this team and what identity they're they're going to start to form in these first three games. And I know we're not going to see the starters very much if at all like the, I bet the starting lineup gets mixed up. We're not going to see a lot of Jamal and Nicola. That's just not going to happen um, and so I'm not even sure how real of a glimpse will get into what we're going to see when the real game starts um, so I could like give you my takes but I don't even know if it'll be like the true Nuggets playing against the, like I don't think that's, <laughs> that's what true. we're going to see. So I just want to see like competitive basketball and get a glimpse at some of the new guys and how
1: they're going to fit. Yeah. No, I appreciate you bringing me back to Earth because I got all excited. So I was like, oh, my God, live basketball is happening again. Let me just, like, go right into, like, who do we got and stuff. And you're right. Like, it doesn't really matter, these games. They are really about the team, like, getting into their own room. I just got overexcited about it because I just, like all of you, I love basketball. So thank you guys for joining on this latest episode of the Chicken Nuggets. And I really appreciate all of your hot takes.
2: Thanks for having us on. oh
0: yes. Thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein,